0: Have you ever wondered what true greatness really is? If so, well then you've found the right show. On this podcast, you'll hear real people sharing real stories of real change. Welcome to the Searching for Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fleer, and I am so glad that you're here. And Merry Christmas to everyone. This is our 2022 Christmas special, and today I am joined by Eileen. How are you doing, Eileen?
1: I'm doing good.
0: That's wonderful. You sound very cheery for Christmas.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So, are there any special events or traditions you're looking forward to for Christmas time?
1: I have always loved Christmas Eve growing up with getting the special Christmas dresses and the The special Christmas program, that has always been my favorite growing up. And as we've started our family, we have new traditions, like an advent calendar that we do for the month of December that I just love to do that with my kids. And then um, we changed from opening presents on Christmas Eve, what I did growing up, and now we open on Christmas morning. And that is fun. I do like that, those new traditions.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love having Christmas traditions. I really love practicing songs for Christmas time and the songs you get to sing in church. I really love Christmas caroling. That's one of my favorite things to do, and our church has been doing that probably my whole life. I don't know that I've done it every year, but I really look forward to that. And like you said, opening the gifts with family, that's just a great tradition. So thinking about those Christmas gifts, today we really want to focus on the gifts of Christmas. and. We're going to talk a little bit about our favorite Christmas gifts, both ones that we've received and that we've given. And I'll start off with one of mine. So when I was maybe two months old, I got a teddy bear and I very originally named him Teddy and I loved him so much. I took him everywhere with me. I took him when I went on my internship in college. I think I took him with me on our honeymoon when I married (laughs) Regina. Not sure about that. I just didn't want him to feel left out. But he has always been my little buddy. And, yeah, that's the first Christmas present that I truly treasured. What about you, Eileen?
1: So, actually, it's funny because I have a very similar thing. I wasn't that young when I got it, but this one time my dad and I were – I think we had to run into Hy-Vee after church maybe one Sunday morning to grab something, and I saw this teddy bear. I probably was in middle school or high school age – and I saw this teddy bear, like, in the floral section of this grocery store. And I I picked it up. I was like, oh, I really like this. It was, like, in, like, I think a clearance cart or something there. And my dad, you know, just stood there kind of watching me with a smirk on his face. And I was like, okay. And I put it back, and then we left. Well, I don't know how he did it, but he had gone back sometime maybe that afternoon and he got it for me and saved oh, it for wow. Christmas. So when I opened that for Christmas, I was like, oh my, I re- <laughs> you remember. That's so, so awesome. I still have it. So
0: Wow. Yeah, it's incredible how those gifts really stay with you in the memories. When Regina and I, I think it was the first year we were dating, she made me a blanket and I remember her friends showed me videos of her crocheting it on the way to one of their volleyball games. I think it was an eight-foot by nine-foot blanket, and that was the first time I'm like, wow, a blanket that actually fits me. (laughs) Another favorite, I remember my dad, he got my sister and I saddles when we were really young, Mm -hmm. these little saddles that we could put on our horses, ourselves, that was a great gift. And then the last one, this one is sad. I got this John Deere Lego set one year. I had seen it in a store. My mom got it special for me. I was so excited And I was so excited that I went down Christmas morning, because we opened our gifts on Christmas Eve after our church program, went down probably at like five o'clock in the morning, ripped open all the bags and got everything mixed up, tried to put it together by myself. And to this day, I still have not put it together. But I did find it the other day when we were playing games. Uh, at my mom and dad's house, and I got it out, and I told Regina, "I'm like, I am going to build this. This is the year. I will figure <laughs> it out." It's it's almost... on
1: YouTube, I bet. You can't oh, that's a great idea. I
0: should look it <laughs> up. Are there any other favorite gifts that you've received for um, Christmas?
1: I, another one was probably my mom had found a red coat, like a a nice coat for church. It was just a really pretty red coat, and I still have it. And I remember when she gave it to me, sometimes they would save a special gift for the very end. After we opened all the presents, she would go in her room, and that time she went in her room and got me that red coat, and I, and it just always was a special gift to me.
0: Oh, that is sweet, and it's even red for Christmas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Some of the favorites that I've given, the only things I can think of are the wood projects. When I was in high school, I was in a construction class, and we got the opportunity to make whatever we wanted for the second half of that class and use all the school tools and materials. And that's really when I fell in love with woodworking. And I made my mom this giant uh, oak chest and I wood burned a horse on it and our last name. And that was really fun. And I just like doing wood projects for people. And I really enjoy doing that in the wintertime. It's really fun for me. And you're a mother. So I'd imagine (laughs) that that brings a whole new joy and experience to gift giving now.
1: Yes, and I should preface this by saying one of my love languages is gifts and being given gifts. So I love to get gifts for people, especially because I think about it a lot. So probably, I mean, I love. I there's a list of gifts that I've loved to give, but probably the first one that I remember that it clicked to me that how excited I was. Like, I was more excited to give this gift than to open it. It wasn't anything crazy. It was a pair of shoes that my sister Amelia had seen in a store, and I knew she wanted them. And so I'd gone back. This was when I was young. And I'd gone back with my mom and asked if I could get those for her for Christmas. And I was just so excited. I'm just so excited. I couldn't wait for her to open it. I don't know if she was excited as I was. But <laughs> I, that was when it clicked to me, like, how much I loved knowing what someone wanted and thinking about it. And to this day, I just, I love finding those little things and giving people those kind of gifts. So that was the first one I remember.
0: That is so awesome. For me too, I really enjoy giving a gift that you know the other person's going to cherish, you know, that they're going to love. And that's just a great feeling. And gifts are not the whole reason for Christmas, but I think they really help us to understand why Christmas is so incredible and so amazing. And Eileen, would you mind reading for us what a gift is actually defined as?
1: So a gift is defined as a thing given willingly to someone without payment, a present.
0: Yeah, so it's something you just give without expecting anything in return. They're typically given out of love. I mean, sometimes you feel obligated to give someone a gift, like maybe at work you have a gift exchange, or I remember at school you had to get a gift and bring it for someone in your class, so... There are times like that, but true gift giving involves the giver presenting a gift to the recipient without desiring anything in return. And it's simply an act of care and love. And Eileen, when we're thinking about these gifts, we talked about some of our favorites. What do you think is the greatest Christmas gift that's ever been given?
1: It's definitely the Lord Jesus.
0: Yes, it is. Think of him being born in a manger and... When you think about that in your own mind, when you think about the Christmas story, uh, just kind of share with us the beauty of that. And maybe for you personally, what comes to mind when you think about the Christmas story? Maybe it's the nativity scene or just uh, the Bible passages we read. What comes to mind when you think of the Christmas story?
1: I definitely think, and I think too, like you mentioned before, just being a mother now and like thinking through the whole process of what the of the Lord coming into earth and that his mother traveling for how many miles, um, there's no room in the inn, And then they go to this dirty stable and just the, I mean, we've seen all the nativity scenes. I'm sure it looked much different yeah. than, than what those are. <laughs> and some of those look beautiful. So, but, um, just thinking about giving birth to that baby and him coming to earth that way, um, just as a whole, it that gift that he was willing to do that to stoop to that level for us is pretty amazing.
0: It is amazing when you think about, I mean, Jesus didn't just start there in that stable. He was alive in heaven. He was there at creation, and he left his kingdom. He left his throne to come and be born in such a lowly manner, and when I think about that, You wouldn't think of this as a Christmas verse necessarily, but John 3.16, it tells us that God gave His Son. Now why? Because He loves you and He loves me. He wanted to make a way for us to join the family and have eternal life with God. So I agree with you. I think we uh, have the same answer. Jesus is the ultimate Christmas gift. And when we're thinking about these gifts, there's the wise men. Now, we like to think about them at the nativity scene they actually came later but that doesn't change the fact that they are part of the Christmas story and in Matthew 2:11 it actually tells us they fell down and worshiped him and when they had opened their treasures they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh now if you're like me you don't really know what those things are you know what gold is most people know what gold is but the wise men went on quite a journey to deliver these gifts So what was the purpose? I mean, what was so important to travel all that way, go to all that work, just to bring this infant these gifts? So gold, when we think about gold, Eileen, what is gold? What does that represent?
1: So it was a tribute to kings, and it was a symbol of royalty.
0: So why do you think they would bring that to baby Jesus?
1: Well, these... Wiseman had done a lot of studying, and they knew that this this was going to be the king that was coming, so they, they brought that for him because of that.
0: Yeah, and they knew that he just wasn't a king. He was the king, and like we said earlier, he left his royal throne to come down to earth on a mission, and like you said, it's such a lowly, lowly place to be born into. I'm sure Mary probably was wondering, like, why here? <laughs> Why this? If, if this truly is the Messiah, if this is the one who's going to save us, why am I having this baby here? Now this these next two, I definitely had to look into what they were. Frankincense, that was associated with an offering. So what would be the purpose of them bringing frankincense to Jesus?
1: Well, I always think of frankincense as something that smells. I
0: don't <laughs> know if that's true. Yeah, it <laughs> has an aroma to it. Yeah.
1: So with an offering to him of because he's their king and wanted to bring him a gift, ultimately.
0: Yeah. And when you think about that uh, offering, it's Jesus presented himself as a sacrifice later in his life. and that foretold that even at that time. And then the myrrh, well, that was associated with death. They used that for preparation of the body for a funeral. So Eileen, if someone, let's say when one of your children was born, you had a baby born around Christmas time last year. So let's just think of her. Let's say that your parents came or just some random people came to the hospital and gave you gold. You might think, wow, that's pretty awesome. Then some (laughs) frankincense. All right, that's a little weird. Maybe it's some perfume. And then myrrh, which is used for preparation of a dead body and burial. What would you be thinking?
1: I would think it's pretty strange, right? i mean, yeah. like, what do you know that I don't know?
0: <laughs> right. It wouldn't really make sense. No. But when we think about Jesus, it does make sense. Jesus would have to die and make a way for us to have eternal life with God. And the wise men knew this to be true. And when I think about these gifts, I often think about a Christmas song by Ron Hamilton. And Eileen, do you want to maybe read the lyrics to that song for us? Sure. It
1: says, Jesus knew when he came, he would suffer in shame. He could feel every pain and sorrow, but he left paradise with his blood. He paid the price. My redemption to Jesus I owe. Born to die upon Calvary, Jesus suffered my sin to forgive. Born to die upon Calvary, he was wounded that I might live.
0: That's such a beautiful thought to think of and when we think about that line he left paradise and with his blood he paid the price eileen do you think that god forced jesus he was just like no you're doing this no matter what i mean when you're a parent sometimes you have to tell your kids (laughs) to do things that they don't necessarily want to do do you think jesus was he had no choice in this or do you think there was other motivation behind him leaving heaven for us
1: no. He 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 could have chosen, but he chose to do this, to give himself because like we've talked many times, he he loved us more than we could understand and did that for us.
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful to think about that kind of love, such a sacrificial love, a giving love. And it's a sad thought that Jesus, that perfect little baby that we think about at Christmas time, being in the manger being held in Mary's arms uh, that the angels were singing about that he was born to die, but he did all of that because he loves you. And having this in mind, how do you celebrate Christmas? Or I, I guess I should say, what kind of spirit does that cause you to have when you think about what the reason was for that Jesus came
1: well, I mean, Christmas tends to be like we're all very excited and joyful, thinking maybe not always about this story, but when you think about it from that, like that he gave himself and he came from paradise, it's sobering and it helps when, if you really are truly thinking about that, it's a sobering thought, but it's also an exciting thought because he loved us that much to do that. And now we have the greatest gift because of that. We can go we can go spend eternity with him because he loved us that much.
0: Yeah, that's so true. That is the greatest gift. And I'm going to read a few verses from Colossians 1. They're verses 13 and 14. And I have this book that I was reading and preparing for this called The Treasures of Christmas. And these are some of the verses that were in that book. It says, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And that's all because of the greatest Christmas gift. Eileen, when you think about some of those things I mentioned, I mean, being delivered from the power of darkness, what does that mean to you when you picture that? I mean, we're in darkness, but now, because of the great Christmas gift of Jesus, we can be delivered out of that. What does that mean to you?
1: Just thinking about how our life is was definitely headed in a different direction. We were the the Satan wants us to be controlled by that. and yet we now we have a way out that we can trust in him and go to heaven with him. like that he gave us that way out because he once again came to earth and chose to die for us.
0: Yeah, it's such an awesome thing to think about. And when I kind of picture that, like the power of darkness, you just might close your eyes and think about a dark time. On our farm, we have a well that you have to go down to uh, before wintertime comes because it'll freeze out if you don't drain the water And from this tank. And you go down into that pit and there's dead mice down <sighs> there, usually. Doesn't smell too good. And it's just dark. If you don't have a light, it's just you can't see very much at all. And then when you're crawling up out of that and you see the sunshine and you can smell the fresh air, it's just an awesome feeling. And that's really what this verse is talking about. We're all born into that darkness. We're born with a sinful nature. But Jesus came to pull us up out of that, to deliver us. There's no sin, no darkness that can hold you down. Jesus died for all of it, and he gave himself for you. Now, Eileen, if someone gave you a gift, let's just say they give you something really awesome that you want for Christmas. I don't know what that would be. Maybe like a mixing bowl or some nice <laughs> salt and pepper shaker or something like that to put in your kitchen. And you were like, wow, that's such a great gift. And then as you're driving off to head back to your home, they go, oh, wait, 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 wait. And you go, what? Uh, You have to pay me for that gift. How would that make you feel?
1: Well, first of all, it's no longer a gift. And second of all, I'd be pretty confused.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you would be confused. Now, why wouldn't it be a gift?
1: Because it wasn't a gift is like we talked about. It's given as a present with nothing in return. And so that would be the opposite of that.
0: (laughs) Right. And when we think about this free gift with Christmas in mind, If you would go to Romans chapter 5 and look at verse 8, 15, 16, 17, and 18, you'd see so many times the phrase free gift or gift. And it's talking about our salvation there, that we can have eternal life because it's a gift, a free gift. There's nothing more you have to add to that. It's not, you pray a prayer to Jesus to save you. And now it's, oh, wait just a second. You need to do more than that. You need to. Serve me in this way to keep your spot in heaven. No, a free gift is given with nothing in return to pay for it. Now, I want you to imagine something else. I know I'm throwing some weird (laughs) situations at you. But imagine you made your husband something incredible. Do you do any crafts or making things? Yeah. Okay, so let's just picture you made Brandon something really awesome for Christmas. It took tons of work you put into it. And he knew nothing about it. You're trying to surprise him. And you wrapped it up all pretty. And then when you're doing your family gift exchange, he just says, oh, thanks, and never opens it. He just leaves it sit there unopened. He never received the gift. Or maybe you bought your kids these awesome presents that you work really hard for. And they just don't want to open them up. How would that make you feel?
1: Definitely hurt, especially because that's, like I said, one of my love languages. I want you to have it. Like, that would be sad. <laughs>
0: right. It it would hurt you because you know all the work that you put into that. You know all the love and care and compassion that you had intended in giving that gift. And the sad thing is Jesus did all the work to make a way for you to go to heaven, If you're listening to this, you're included in that. God chose you because he loves you. He's presented a free gift to you. But the sad thing is many people will see that gift and, eh, I don't think I'm going to open it. And that's so sad to think about. The greatest Christmas gift is that Jesus wants a relationship with you. He didn't have to do it, but he chose to give you this gift. If you have accepted the gift of forgiveness and salvation, then remember that as you celebrate Christmas this year. And if you've never done that, man, let let this be the season that you decide to receive that awesome gift. I know I mentioned this verse a lot, Romans 6.23, but I believe it's such a beautiful and such a powerful verse. And Eileen, would you mind reading that as we come to a close with this episode?
1: So Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord.
0: I just love that verse. Oftentimes in my Bible, I didn't do this when I was younger, mark up my Bible, because I thought, oh, that's that's bad if you're writing over it. But I'll kind of draw an arrow under the word, but pointing to the right. It's like the first part, for the wages of sin is death. That's bad. That's scary. Think about that darkness that's holding us down. But... There's a second part to that verse, the gift of God is eternal life. And how do you get that? It's through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And if you want to take part in that great Christmas gift, open it up. You'll be a part of God's family. And as you get to know Jesus better, you'll realize it is truly the gift that keeps on giving. And when we think about that last phrase I said, the gift that keeps on giving, how would you say, Eileen, maybe in your own life or just uh, in general, how is a relationship with Jesus the gift that keeps on giving?
1: That's a big question <laughs> lots of answers. But I mean, when you have the Lord in your life and have a relationship with him, the amount of ways that you you're never alone, first of all, you have someone you can always talk to and call upon when you have. Trials and different things going through your life, but he always is there to take care of you He always will provide for you Um, And those maybe are sometimes hard to see but if you look back It's pretty amazing what he does for those he that he loves and for those that call him Their their savior.
0: It is amazing. It's really your best life. It's a better life when you Decide to accept that gift and as we wrap up just with this last final thought eileen do you ever regret accepting that gift that jesus has given never never nope no looking back and i'd encourage you if you know people in your life who have accepted jesus into their heart ask them if they regret it and you'll find it's undeniable the peace that god gives the better life No one ever regrets accepting that gift. And as we're saying today, that great Christmas gift. And I wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Hope that you enjoy spending time with family and enjoy spending time with friends. And Eileen, thank you so much for doing this with me.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Awesome. Merry Christmas, everyone. Toodles and happy trails until we meet again.